Hey, what's up, you guys? This is Phoenix. Welcome back to another episode of Rice Game Podcast. Got a very special episode for you guys this week. I'm talking with the homie Corey, better known as Pure Tactic on Instagram. He runs an amazing vintage t-shirt uh, page on Instagram. He also helps run uh, the Cold Wave store, which is a store in Perth, Australia. Um, man, really looking forward to talking with Corey. This is like my first international episode. This is my first, um, you know, one of my first over-the-phone interviews that I've done in a while. And just really, uh, you know, excited to talk with Corey. Corey's someone I've known for a while. Uh, we actually met through Instagram, just talking vintage and talking, um, you know, just our love for t-shirts and wrestling t-shirts and just a bunch of different things uh, within the culture of vintage. So I wanted to talk with him, you know, hear his story, hear how he got into vintage, how he got to starting uh, to help run the Cold Wave store over in Australia and um, just really chopping it up with him and, uh, you know, having a good time. Uh, I'm definitely excited for you guys to hear this conversation. This is actually a really interesting, another interesting episode because um, because of tech issues this week, I'm actually recording every single part of this from my phone through the Anchor app. Um, so shout out to Anchor, you know, for just having a really awesome technology uh, to be able to do this. And also I'm using the Anchor app to uh, do this interview. So just overall, man, shout out to Anchor for always killing it and everything. Um, so I do also want to say, man, uh, go check out because I'm not gonna be able to put this in, but I want you guys to go check out the homie, um, Juwan and the minds with Hakeem podcast, uh, go check, uh, you know, him out. He's doing amazing work over there. So usually I put something in the beginning uh, that I've been running, uh, throughout the month, but I want you guys to go check him out as well. Um, at the minds podcast and, uh, just search him wherever you can find the podcast. He's doing amazing work, amazing guests, um, really self-help and motivating. So just wanted to throw those two things out there, but, uh, man, other than that, just, you know, slowly getting out these orders. Um, thank you guys for all the patience with this. Uh, this order has definitely been, or this drop for, uh, the second collection has been definitely, uh, a little stressful. We're just, you know, really trying to get all the orders out and, uh, dealing with shipping delays, all that stuff. Obviously we're in COVID, obviously, uh, there's been bad weather everywhere in places that usually don't have this bad weather, like Texas and stuff. So, uh, where we're trying to get these blanks, it's been a little bit tough, but just thank you guys for always showing love and, uh, this, the appreciation and everything. So, uh, but other than that, man, I'm just really excited to, uh, sit and talk with Corey guys. So I'm going to stop talking here. Let's get into this. This is Corey, AKA peer tactic. Let's get it going. All right, you guys, welcome back to another episode of Rise Again Podcast. We got a very special episode today, man. I've been so excited to do this. Um, man, uh, talking with somebody and I've known for a bit and it's crazy. Uh, definitely, we got to tell the story, like, you know, how we met and everything, man. But uh, got a very special guest. Got the homie Corey. He runs a vintage Instagram page called Pure Tactic. He also helps run a store in Perth, Australia uh, named Cold Wave, man. Uh, first of all, thank you, Corey, for coming on. Thank you for uh, having this conversation with me. Uh, man, just thank you, man. This is so cool. Yeah, man. Thank you for having me, first off. Um, yeah, it is crazy. Like, um, obviously, we've never met, but, like, you know, we've, you know, shared similar interests. So it's, like, kind of through our relationship as homies. So, yeah, man, I'm just glad to be on. So, yeah, I'm, my name is Corey, um, at Pure Tactic on Instagram. I am a part of Cold Wave Store on Instagram as well. And yeah, man, I'm just from Perth. Little vintage. For guy. sure, man. Like it's just a uh, it's it's cool to uh that, you know, like obviously like I'm in Iowa and you're out in Australia and it's just crazy like how paths cross and how you know people meet. Um but we'll definitely tell that in a bit, but I wanted to uh kind of dive deep man into who you are and uh you know where you come from, man. So 
you know, just tell me about like, man, growing up, what was kind of life, you know, like for you growing up? Are you originally uh, from Perth in Australia or, you know, how, how did your kind of story start? So, yeah, man, I'm, yeah, literally just born and raised local, like in the suburbs in Perth, like just a young dude around um, like the Joondalup area. Um, it's like a local, like just suburbs, like normal kid really mm-hmm. in, in Australia. But um, yeah, man, I just grew up like, um, grew up with two brothers, um, got a third brother now, um, and then a, a sister as well. Yeah, dude, just grew up playing footy, like Australian rules and um, skating and stuff, just, just normal kid stuff. Hey, just nothing too crazy. Um, but yeah, I got into vintage like uh, when I was about 17. So I'm like 21 now. So it wasn't till, because I was like, obviously skating and, and that kind of stuff. So streetwear was like a massive thing for just in general, like for everyone, but like me being a part of that skating community, um, like, you know, you wear a lot of the mm-hmm. streetwear brands um, at the time and like heaps of brands were getting big and like, you know, we've got a, like a few really, really good local brands um, in Perth, uh, like, I don't know, if, I know that, like, some of them have just started, like, getting through into, like, the American and, like, UK scene now, like, a couple of brands like Butter Goods and okay, like, yeah. Lo-Fi, um, we got, like, a, the, the local skate shop here, um, like, Beyond Skate, like, so, like, a lot of people, like, and especially kids skating, like, when I was younger, were always, like, just repping, like, that stuff, and um, it wasn't too, it got to, like, the point where, um, like, that was like the only stuff that people were wearing because like everything else was like, no one was really into it. So it was a lot of like people wearing the same mm. stuff all the time. So like, yeah, I, I kind of just wasn't into that. Like you'd go out and you just see someone wearing the same t-shirt as you. So it was like, that was kind of my first like engagement into getting into vintage. Cause I was like, one, this is stuff that like I was into growing up and that, and then no one else was really going to have it. So that was kind of the first engagement I got into, into vintage. But yeah, man, I just yeah grew up skating, sure. playing footy. Like, That's yeah, and like uh, I think the skate culture for sure like is such a uh, you know so many people get into streetwear that way because uh, a lot of times with skate it's like you know such a uh, iconic like you know people when they're together especially in whatever community you're from or um, you know the people you're around whatever you know brands the homies are rocking you start to notice and. Um, you know, vice versa, if they see you rock something, then they're going to be like, hey, like, I want to check that out. And it's a, uh, it's definitely a culture that brings on. So, you know, what were some of your brands that you used to rock, like, besides like the local, were you just always into kind of what was hype? Or were like, were you into different streetwear brands from, um, you know, UK and the Americas or like? Uh, so now basically, like, I was like a huge like, I grew up on, like, watching Jackass and, like, yeah. Viva the Bam and stuff like that. So, when I was skating and stuff, um, I was watching a lot of stuff from, like, that was, like, before I was old enough to kind of, like, be into skating. So, like, I was born in 99. So, I was watching stuff from, like, 02, 03, like, Big Bam Majera, like, Bucky Lassick, like, Terry That's... Kennedy stuff, like, Stevie Williams, like, guys like that. So, a lot of those brands, I was, like, super down to get and that that was like a good engagement for me into vintage as well because it was like that stuff like those brands weren't like kicking around um at Mm. that time when i was skating so i was i was mainly wearing like 
um, stuff from like the local shop, like Beyond Skate. Like I got a few homies there, and like um, yeah, I would just pretty much just buy shop tees and stuff like that, like stuff that they were pumping out. But um, but yeah, man. So mainly it was um, yeah, I was trying to get stuff like that because that's the skating that I was watching at the time. So like yeah, I was just nonstop watching Viva Bam and just playing like Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Yes. So just like all the brands that were like on that was stuff that I was just wearing and that's how my style started i was just dressing like like that like i was a huge bam fan so i was just like no for sure dude like that whole era of you know first of all like 90s and uh early 2000s like the skate culture was amazing and um people like you know like bam for instance like bam was such an icon and like i remember jackass i remember viva la bam was like my favorite show like I, i think it was every you know, every kid's favorite show, just see it, you know, just like the theme songs, like, you know, uh, I forgot how it went. I was like, Hey, Bam, what are you going to do? He's like, whatever the fuck I want or whatever. Like, yeah, like it was, yeah, it, it was just so cool to see somebody like that and just, you know, all the, the pranks and shit he'd uh, pull on Phil and everything. Like it was just, it was a great show, man. And, um, but the culture itself, like, uh, it's cool that you like, cause I'm kind of the same way, man. Like I, I, you know, you see like the nineties culture and, um, just the fashion of the nineties and from everything like the baggy, you know, street wears skate culture and stuff. And um, it's crazy where we're at now. where like, it's such a, everybody's back into it. Everybody's, you know, rocking this and that. But when you were going through all that stuff, watching all that footage and um, trying to maybe find the clothes, like, where were you looking at? Like, what was kind of, were you going to the thrifts or were you looking and searching online or like, how were you finding some of the stuff you were trying to find? So yeah, obviously, like at the time, I was like still in school, kind of thing, and like, like my my mom and dad were like, like I was pretty lucky. Like my mom and dad were like really cool with me into that stuff because my my dad was like, um, he he was the one that got like me into all that kind of shit. Like was providing like the Jackass DVDs, like Viva the Band. He like introduced me into CKY. Like I got into CKY like after, you know, I was like super nice. hooked on like Viva the Band and stuff. Um, but yeah, it was like yeah, a lot of like mom would like find stuff like if she ever went to the thrift like our thrift shops here are like super washed out like super hard like they don't just have everything in there they try to keep it like like fashionable as possible like for people um so they're trying to always like see what's trending and what's in so they're like that's sort of like what our shops are like so it's a bit harder to find like good gems but yeah for sure i was definitely like going to um op shops with mom and stuff and like trying to find like i don't know like the suit pants and stuff. Like I was wearing like baggy suit pants. Mm-hmm. That's like, like what band would wear. And just like, yeah, just all that kind of shit. Like I went through a stage, my brother, actually, my younger brother hit it way harder than I did. But like, the like the cutoff, like gloves and like, the trench coat, shit, like, like full pants. bam, like the coats yeah. and like, a... <laughs> yeah, dude. I remember we went to this market and, um, I, me and my brother found this like black sort of like suede suit, like, long like mid coat jacket and it had like this purple silk lining in it <laughs> dude we were just like so hype we we're like this is a band jacket like this is the maddest shit like dude wearing the um what are they called yeah like, the, the hat beanie, beanie. like stuff. i remember man in the yeah, i can't remember man. oh like the him shirts and everything or like the it's just dude all that stuff yeah. was, but for sure the uh the cutoff it was the cutoff gloves the hat beanie and then like he always had like yeah like some suit yeah. or some shit what were so were you in school rocking this? Like, what were the kids thinking about? Like, when you're, <laughs> uh, 
I def- I wasn't running the like cut off um yeah. gloves at school. It was a bit <laughs> bit hot for that shit. But dude, like I was definitely like wearing beanies to school. Like me and my brother wearing beanies to school, just like whack shit like that. Um and yeah, I remember we like drew on these like we drew on these pants. We used to like drew on these pants with like uh like we tried with chalk and it didn't work. Then we tried with like this white out pen and it just looks so bad, but we were trying to draw like hardograms and stuff on them. Man, it was so whack. But yeah, dude, in school, like I was like not <laughs> not in in fashion. Hey, like skinny jeans came in hard and like I just wasn't into it. And then like um I was still into like skating and stuff and like my jeans got like a bit tighter. But I just I just couldn't do it. I was never really into it. But now like baggy jeans are in, man. People are loving it. Like, you could just go back it. to what you're like, normally like yeah. rocking before. You're like, dude, I've been doing this. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, bro. It's uh But yeah, man, that's basically it, dude. It's like, cool, it's man. And like so, so did you find yourself kind of like when you were going throughout, especially in fashion, but just like trying to um I guess go outside of like the normal thing, like just whatever you were into, you were like really into just going after um in just following what you're into, whether it was like, you know, streetwear or skating or, you know, getting into vintage. Kind of like, I was still pretty okay, really. Like I wasn't like a super outsider. Like I was into different shit, like with music and stuff, but like, um, yeah, I wasn't like, I didn't struggle like being an outsider or anything like that. Cause I still played like sport with a bunch of people. So I was still like, you know, pretty chill in school and that. Like, I never had any issues or whatever. Um, but, yeah, my brother definitely took it on as, like, um, a massive, like, thing, man. He just went all out. Like, he, he was just, like, you know, just did the coolest shit, man. Like, he had, like, this confidence to just do whatever more than, like, what I did. Like, he would, like, go to school and, like, you know, have his nails painted and just, just do his thing, man. It was just so good. And, like, he got, like, roasted for it at the time. But now it's just, like, so many people um, are like that. Like they, they, they want that utmost confidence to just be themselves. And like, you know, some people struggle with it, but he's always done it. He's always been like that. And now people it, are doing it. It's cool to it. see, man. And honestly, I mean, that, uh, first of all, it's like you paving the way for your little bro, you know, like now he's out here, you know, he uh, was able to, you know, do his stuff and everything. And now we're in a part where, because it's crazy because like over here i tell a story a lot it was like with vintage and everything like i was always thrifting because like you know uh my my mom and i we would go out thrifting to go like find stuff uh you know cheaper and everything and uh back in like school like people used to make fun of people who shopped at the thrift store and now everybody's shopping at the thrift store it's like it's so crazy how like time changes around you know everyone wanted to shop at the mall before now everyone's you know uh searching through depop or uh, going to, you know, thrift stores and trying to find, like, the cool stuff to rework or, like, you know, just cool uh, t-shirts and everything. It's, I, I just like to see, uh, what do you, what do you think about kind of everything now? Like, you know, uh, everybody getting into it, everyone rocking vintage, like, how's that make you feel, man? So, yeah, I'm, I'm, like, super down for it because, like, um, like, what we were saying when we were talking before, like, just before the podcast, like, how you were saying, with things that are selling like you're not necessarily like bangers it's more like mid mid tier tees like with the sports stuff and like you know yeah. just general branded stuff and like we're, we're doing the same and like we're moving a lot of like um you know good sports tees like good faded sports tees to you know people that are seem to like you know just starting to get into the vintage scene and like you know buying vintage and stuff and I, dude i like it man i'm i'm happy like 
I'm glad to see it grow. Um, I'm all about like, yeah, like obviously that it's good for the environment, mm-hmm. upcycling, things like that. And um, it just stops that like fast fashion, fast fashion shit, you know what I'm saying? And like also just, like, we have um, like, I don't want to like roast <laughs> any companies too hard, but we have like this, uh, this shop in Australia. I don't know if they're in, I think they're just in Australia, but they like rip off vintage teas like majorly like they make their oh, own wrap right. teas they sell them like they're vintage and they they, they rip like straight from we got like, stuff like that OG here man teas, so <laughs> yeah so like we're like a lot of the, like the local dudes that i speak to that are over in like melbourne and sydney and stuff like we all feel the same about it like we're like it's yeah. not it's not cool obviously but um like yeah it's good like we've we've like not us like forcing it or anything, but like, you know, we've had like kids come through and they're shopping and stuff and they'll, they'll say to us like, Oh, they have this here for it's like this much. I'm like, yeah. And then we explain, you know, this is like, you know, they're just remaking them. They're not like original, this stuff's originally from the nineties, all this kind of stuff. And they're like, Oh, like some people yeah. take it on like, Oh, I don't want to wear used clothes. You know what I mean? Like some people like that, but it's, it's fine. Like we convert usually some people over to vintage and it's sick. Like seeing them, because the main thing I just preach is just like, man, you're going to find a piece and nine times out of 10, it's going to be like one of one or you're not going to know or see anyone, you know, within 500, 500 people radius that someone's going to be wearing the same shirt as you. Like, that's it's just not that's happen, what you know? made me really fall in love with vintage was, um, first of all, I, I do care a lot about the environmental impact of it. Like, I think it's cool that, um, I remember watching something on fast fashion and it really like uh, how much gallons of water we use to make a single t-shirt or how many, how many uh, gallons of oil are used for like producing this, you know, uh, with fabrics and stuff like it's crazy to look. And so, you know, we're just as people who sell vintage or people who are, you know, collecting it, this and that, like, you know, think about how much, you know, we're saving with the environment and trying to do upcycling and, um, and, uh, and then the aspect of the kind of one of one or like the uniqueness of it is you'll see T-shirts and it's like you'll never see that T-shirt again. And you'll never, you know, especially like seeing yeah. people's collections, which are crazy. Like, how how did you get a hold of this parking lot, you know, uh, bootleg T-shirt from 1994 from, you know, one exact show that was in some place in a, a different country? You know what I mean? Like, it's 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 so cool to see. Yeah, like, and that's what made me fall with it in the. I know, uh, I know for sure, man, like you, you got a crazy collection and you've been, uh, which definitely appreciate you've been able to come on my content and show off your collection and stuff. And, uh, what was the first t-shirt that you bought that was like, really like maybe change you into the game of like, yo, like now I'm actually serious collecting versus just picking up here and there. Yeah. So like, yeah, if we're talking like what, got me like serious into like all right, i'm gonna start collecting is i got this um dx barcode t and it was from like it just peaked outside the 98 uh standard like resting tees it was from 97 it was like the barcode um dxt with like the quote on the back and i had the old paper federation tag and just to me i don't know why like some people like when i said it some people like they don't really care but like to me just having that federation tag on it was just so so sick to me like i just i couldn't get over it. i was like man this is not 
like any other tag like this is mm-hmm. like the old federation tag on an attitude era t-shirt like just i don't know i don't know why but just to me that was just like so sick to me and just from there it just grew like it was just like wrestling tees non-stop and that was when i started like you know getting into other stuff it was like other things i was into and that's another thing that i like so much about vintage is like every person that shops vintage it's a personal thing and that's what's so good about it is like everyone is wearing cool shit that they like and it's like nostalgic to them which is what makes it like 10 times no it really does like i think uh first of all i know exactly what you're talking about which t-shirt that one is all and when you do find a wwf tag like the old federation tag it's so cool to see and it's um people collect what they want and i think that's one of the vintage is one of the very few um markets or whatever that people collect what they want because i feel like sneakers have gotten into you know like people just kind of go for the hype or um you know a lot of different things people go because a lot of people like a certain thing while in vintage for the most part it's people just really into like i know someone who just collects you know theme park t-shirts like that's the only thing they collect like certain things like that it's just so cool and i know you're major into um wrestling t-shirts and we've had multiple conversations about wrestling and and t-shirts and everything and um I, I think the, the cool part about wrestling tees, even though uh, it's crazy how the prices of wrestling tees have blown up in the past couple of years, but I think, I think I know, oh, right, man, it's, it's so wild. I think wrestling t-shirts though have some of the best graphics in the game right now, like invented, like you can just like think about so much and so many different ones. I know you have, I don't know if you still have, but that hardcore Holly that you had was so cool. Um, oh, there we go. Right now, actually. <laughs> Like it's, it's yeah. cool to um, just wear stuff that makes you happy and nostalgic of your past. I think that's one reason with vintage is it's uh it's so cool. Are you, is that still your main collection now? Cause I know I haven't seen like a updated collection and stuff. I know you got some like banger uh, band tees and stuff, but are you still mainly wrestling tees right now? Um, I think the biggest, yeah, the biggest chunk of tees I have at the minute are my wrestling tees. I actually like went into a bit of a, a bit of a selling like um, mood for a little bit. Hey, like I was like moving some tees that I was like, you know, I'm not wearing this as like I had like mm-hmm. my go-to tees for a little bit, so I've like moved a little bit out of the collection. I'm sort of like hunting for more like pieces that um, I know that I would probably sit on and wear a lot. So I kind of just make, because my collection was sort of getting like to the point where it was like, I was like obviously getting stuff I liked, but then it was like, um, it was more like, oh, I was just going to, I just wear it and I'd, I'd wear it once sort of thing. Like, like I liked it and it would just like sit there. I'm like, nah, nah, dude. like this stuff needs to get worn by people that are going to love it just as much, if not more than me. So stuff that I like really, really am down on and like I wear on a consistent basis. I kept other things. I was sort of just like starting to move every now and then. Um, but yeah, like a main chunk of my wrestling tees are still, still good. Like I kept like the, like the ENC one I have, like the Hardy boys. Um, like I got this like dope Kurt Angle one, like, like dudes that were like, I was super into like my, some of my favorite wrestlers sort of stuff I kept. Um, but yeah, it's like when you were saying about the best graphics, it's that 2000, 2001, era of tees that yeah. are based on triple a yeah those i think are those are some of the cleanest and well done graphics but then also like yeah like the design on them 
I remember most of the ones I had when um, before I sold like the collection and stuff like they had like that China one, uh, the Dudley book, like Dude, the RVD the one RVD was sick, one. like all those, but all those are triple A, like uh, for anybody that doesn't know what we're talking about, triple A is like the tag and like the t-shirt, but like uh, it's cool to see like, yeah, like that era of graphic tees, like we're uh, for the wrestling was so sick. And um, it was funny enough. I was just looking at, I found uh, at the thrifts, like an old w, uh, WWF magazine from like 01, like right before they switch. And, and like, I just saw a oh, bunch shit. of like the old t-shirts and stuff. And it's crazy to think like uh, they were priced like 15 to 20 bucks. And like now the vintage market's blown up so much that you have t-shirts of uh, especially wrestling, Disney, you know, like all, I think uh, that 1980 something co guy uh, on his auction today, uh, they just had a Pokemon t-shirt sell for 1,800 uh, uh, US. Like it was so like, it's crazy how the game's getting and like where it's going. Like, do you find it hard now to collect? Like, especially what you collect? Like, is it more expensive? Like how's the pricing out there now? Uh, like we're, we're kind of pretty okay. Like, um, like us as a store, when we look into it, like um, obviously you try with some things you're not too sure. Like you try to look at like sold listings and things what are going for in the market and stuff. Like we try we try not to get sucked in too much because obviously over here, the vintage is still very new. Like you know Australia is like quite mm-hmm. slow to catch on to things like that. And um like over in the US, like you guys have a lot of dudes who are about it. They know what's up. Like they understand why things are priced certain yeah. ways. Like things like that. And um, over here, we still have a lot of people that don't even know what vintage is, man. Like, they, they still are kind of stuck into that, like, oh, secondhand clothing. Like, we still have a lot of that, those people who, like, oh, you only go to the thrift shop if you're, if you're poor and you don't have money. Yeah. Like, like, that mentality, which it sucks. It sucks. But, you know, people are catching so right on. right now, are like, you guys, you know, it's more yeah. and more. So, like, right now, are week. you guys in, like, the introduction kind of phase of, like, Hey, and then you still have the diehard people who are shopping, but it's like, hey, like this is what vintage is. It's not used. It's not gross. Like this is just like what t-shirts are there. This is like what's kind of going on, and uh, just introducing everybody to what is honestly a really dope thing. Yeah, hundred percent. Like we still have like a lot of people that um, that we're, we're still introduced to. That we got all that like mm-hmm. you know mid tier easy move like sixty seventy dollar tees, but. We're still, we're still banging out bangers as well at the same time. Like people that are getting, um, you know, getting into vintage and stuff and that, you know, they're still buying like um, the mid stuff, which is good. Like the good, the good sports stuff and the branded tees. Um, they, they do still appreciate like some of the bangers and, you know, people aren't afraid to ask questions too, which we love so much. Cause like we're, we're happy to, you know, um, give our knowledge on things that we know and just like, you know, help people out and like yeah we've got we've got like a bunch of people that are super down like we, we pushed a lot of wrestling stuff in the store as well like we've got a big wrestling following here which is really good like and we move wrestling tees like quite consistently but yeah when we do get a few bangers like wrestling wise and like especially now like it's hard like yeah. we're saying like the wrestling market is going up and up it's like almost hard to see what tees are moving at because I, I know I recently moved a WCW Rey Mysterio Junior T-shirt. I moved it to the homie for two hundred, and <laughs> I was like, "Damn, that's like." I thought I was like getting. Yeah. I, I was getting like a lot out of it. Um, I was like, you know, I was happy with that. 
I feel like I wasn't ripping anyone off and I was still getting like a good amount out of it. And then he's like a close homie of mine. Like we've like we trade wrestling tees on a weekly basis with another homie as well. And um he got offered a dude from the US, he got offered three fifty USD for the for that T shirt. And I was like he was like messaging me about it and I was like, dude, take that. Like I feel like like if that's not what it's worth, like I feel like I feel like it's you know, that number he's throwing it out so you can't say no, like like, I feel I don't see why that tea is not worth that sort of thing. He's like, all right, I'm going to do it. Like, I'm not really wearing it. I was like, bro, do it. So he did that. And then uh, I think the dude, I always forget his name. I follow him on Instagram. He's like a huge wrestling collector. Jeez. Um, he's got three of them now, three of that same tea. And I was like, dude, like, yeah, it's good. Like, he, he was the guy who found the the Eddie Guerrero uh, WWE oh. tea. Oh, um, God. Like, it was like the me. 01, 02 AAA tea. Dude. I thought that tea never existed. Like, like two months before he posted about having it, me and my mm-hmm. mate Tom were talking about like if that shirt would ever exist. Like, cause he loves Eddie Guerrero, and I was saying I'm sure there's one exists. Like, if they've got ones for like hardcore Holly and like people it's like gotta that, be, like, yeah. definitely ones for Eddie Guerrero. And he's like, yeah, yeah, dude. And then a month later, one got posted, and we were just like, like it can't, like how, like. It, I never thought that T-shirt existed. That's what's crazy. It's like and now sometimes, he's got, I think he's okay, got two. Of this them is that's a sure. weird thing that does happen a lot. I feel like too is you ever notice like you'll see a T-shirt right on Instagram and then out of nowhere you you think you've never seen one before and like you'll never see one again and then it like a bunch starts to pop up like on a, your thread or whatever. Like it's so cool to uh, just yeah. wonder like where did all this come from? Like where does everyone getting their stuff and. Um, I mean, it's honestly from people like supplying stuff. And I know, I know you guys, uh, you know, you help run the the store cold wave over there. Like, how did that, how did that kind of start? How did, uh, you know, you get involved with the shop and everything? So Adam was, um, Adam was selling teas for a long time. Like he's always been into it. I think he's been into it for like 10 plus years. Um, he's like nine, 10 years older than me. Um, yeah, so he opened the store a year and a bit ago in June. Um, and I was like, that was where I was starting to like, kind of get really into my groove. Like I was really starting to take on vintage and like start hunting around and, um, ended up coming on like a pretty good, coming up on a pretty good spot where I was like finding lots and lots of bangers, dead stock, like from the nineties, um, to this lady and, uh yeah dude like i managed to like hit a warehouse at one point as well um but yeah so before all that i was like i found this spot and i was hitting it on a consistent basis i was working two jobs and selling vintage at at the time so i would um i'd work i I was working at the skate shop at beyond and i was working nights at a, a local supermarket near my house um so i would do that get some money and then on the days I went, wasn't working, I was out of school by this time. I was, um, yeah, picking and buying vintage. And then I would go and sell it. Like I was selling on Depop, selling on Grailed and through Instagram. And then, yeah, it wasn't until I ran into Adam at his shop. Like we went in, we spoke T-shirts for a little bit. And actually the first encounter with him, I came into the store to check out the store and I was like looking through a rack and he didn't even, he didn't even say anything to me. I was wearing a Kirk Cobain Memorial shirt 
and he literally came straight up behind me. He like checked the tag on my t-shirt. He's like, just ran up on you. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't even say nothing. Like, no hi. Like, how you going? Yeah, straight up. And I was just like, because yeah, he told me he was like, he thought that I was just some kid that didn't know nothing he thought he was gonna like you know get an absolute steal and i was like oh man not for sale he's like like at the time like the t's they weren't going for crazy amounts they're probably going for like 550 or whatever and um he was like i'll take it off your hands for 300 i was like no no no, it's not for sale he's like all right 450 i was like nah man he's like (laughs) all right just left it that and that was like our encounter and then i went back in and the next time we went in we like spoke t-shirts and I was like, oh, man, like, like you buying stuff. Like, I've got some stuff, like, if you want to take off my hands sort of thing. He's like, yeah, 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 like, bring it in. We can do that. And then so we started doing that. I would, like, sell bits and pieces to him, things that I was, like, sort of struggling to move. And he was like, where are you getting all this stuff? And I was like, man, I, you know, I can't tell you that. He's like, yeah, that's fair enough. He's like, it's just weird that, you know, I've been in this game for a long time. You, you know, you're finding this good shit at a spot where how have I not discovered you're like, it? like, how about like, that, yeah, huh? Well, like, that's crazy. You know, just – working hard sort of thing yeah yeah and then he it got to the point where we kind of gained a relationship where i was selling to him like pretty much every week like i would go and hit hit my spot through the week i'd come see him on a friday with a bunch of like a bag full of stuff for him and he was buying consistent like there was really anything that he would pass on like he was pretty much buying everything off me and it got to the point where like i was making probably more money from him like me selling him t-shirts than I was like selling them on my own sort of thing because obviously I had no I had no name for myself no following like I was more just selling to the homies and then it got to the point where yeah he was sort of like okay if you like you're finding this shit like I'm gonna give you he was sort of like giving me things that he was after like for maybe personal or like if you can find this like look out for this so I started doing that for him he sort of just gave me like a hit list that I would like try to find tees for and I ended up finding like a good bunch for him, like a bunch that he still has in his personal today. And um, yeah, man, it just went from there. Like it ended up being like an opportunity opened up for the store. He, um, he hit me up. I was like, man, I see like your, your, your work rate, like things you're doing and you, you work hard. You, you like, you're hungry. Like, you know, if you want to come in for a trial and we'll just go from there. So dude, pretty much took a trial at the store and just never looked back. Hey, like I've learned so much from just being at the store. I pretty much grown and got my knowledge from just working around him and just working through yeah, the Yeah, because it's been really cool. Because I remember, like, we met before, I think, you even got into um, and, you know, uh, started working with Adam and Cold Wave and everything. And then now it's, like, it's just cool to see. Um, yeah, man. Not only the, the progression, like, for you, but then also, like, the store, too. Like, they see how much it's grown. Because, I like, even just looking on Instagram, I can tell, you know, obviously not only the traction of, like, people following or this and that but like it's just cool to see not only the the pieces going into the store but then like seeing you guys do you know awesome things like um different like i remember you did like the collection videos uh uh last year and uh doing um you know just doing dope stuff with the shop and like making your own clothing through the shop and like just a lot of cool stuff to uh to work with and it's got it's got to be cool to have a partner uh like adam and just someone out there that's uh not only you know, cares and has passion about what you're passionate about, but then to, uh, to also like, just kind of show you the ropes on some things too. 100% man. Like I've learned so much from that guy. Like he's, he's been really good at like, um, you know, not just keeping everything to himself. Like, you know, it's, it's so easy for people to just, you know, they have all this knowledge and they're just like, you know, why, why should I, you know, give you my knowledge that I've 
gained over so many years. Like, you know what I mean? He's been really good at that. Like, been wanting to, you know, pretty much he said, just is like, you know, if I can make you as, as good as you can be, like, give you all the information I can at, like, you know, a younger age before I got it. It's like, that's what I need. Like, what's the point in having someone on that's going to be, you know, your right-hand man and then them not be as knowledgeable as you can make them? Like, if you can turn someone else into, like, no. a beast as well, like, that just, you know what I mean? So, so yeah, he's he's he was really good for doing that. Like, like I can't thank him enough. Really, like he, yeah, really, really helped me. Like, man, I just gained so much and just, yeah, it's crazy. I, I, it's crazy how how little how in such small time how how much I like learned and just picked up on just even from like like a vintage standpoint, business just like overall just, just, myself, just learning you know, stuff and as well in general like uh, and shout out shout out yeah, to Adam 100%. for sure and it's just uh, yeah, it's cool uh so. When you yeah, kind of got into sure. everything is when you're thinking about, you know, what you're passionate about and like kind of what you wanted to do, like with your life, has it always been like, you know, selling basically just vintage t-shirts, like, you know, really running a business through it? Or um, is there something in the future that you're working towards or is it really just following your passion and love for vintage? So, yeah, literally like that wasn't even like my, wasn't even my like passion wasn't my goal at the start like coming out of school and stuff I, I was um heavily into playing Australian rules football like I was trying to make it through that like I was playing like we've got um like we have the yeah. AFL which is our which is our like major league um footy then we've got like um like Melbourne Sydney and like uh WA um we have like our minor league, which is like just under the AFL, okay. which we call over here Waffle, which is WA Football League. So I was I was playing in the in the Waffle as like a youngster, like coming through Colts, which is like you know you get picked up through to play for the AFL, like get drafted, all that kind of stuff. That didn't go to plan for me. Um, so as I was coming out of school, football didn't go to go to plan. I was um, through my schooling. I was I was at a sports school. I was studying to be um, a physio. And I was starting to do sports science as well. Um, so when I was doing that, I was like doing like um, work placement, like working for free, getting experience in those um, industries. And it kind of wasn't what I was expecting it to be. So when I left school, I was like, oh, I don't really want to do that. It's not something that I feel like I want to do. I didn't want to work like a normal job. Like I just, I never wanted that. And then I was, I got stuck into working for my dad and my uncle. Like I was on the tools for I think just over a year at working a trade. And then, yeah, it wasn't until, um, yeah, I picked up a job at, at, at the supermarket and then got a gig with the homies at, at the skate shop. And then, yeah, it was, wasn't until, you know, I started getting into vintage and seeing that I was like, man, I can make, like, I was, I was happy to just make, make 10 bucks on a tee at the time, like just some selling tees. Like it was just more like a, a hobby side hustle. And then, yeah, it wasn't until like, you know, I got involved with the store, and just seeing like, um, you know, what, what can be done and just getting my, and open, my eyes got open to like, you, know, you can make it and just like, and I, my passion just grew for it so much. And I was just like, yeah, this is something I want to do. And that, that was when like me getting involved with the store, that was when I seen that from a business standpoint, it was like, I'm all about this. Like I, I can really go somewhere with, with doing this, which so far like no. man, I've, I've enjoyed every minute of it. Like it's been really, really good. I wouldn't, I, 
I wouldn't regret it. I don't regret it. And it's I weird, right? Like when you have going back at this point, like obviously like our mind changes so much, like especially growing up and like especially in those like the high school years into college or whatever. And it's like you have like such an idea of like this is exactly what I want to do and this is exactly where I'm going to be. And then you find something that's like you're so passionate about and that you love to do. And and then it ends up turning into, you know, like for you, like from a hobby into this is like something dope that you're doing and, um, you know, helping, uh, you know, running and uh, do cold wave and, you know, selling T-shirts and just doing really dope stuff, man. Like it's cool to uh, to think like going from there to there, like uh, it's, it's all like kind of the lessons that learning through life, right? Like, you know, uh, to kind of never give up because some people, especially uh, with within athletics and everything, like if, if you don't make it to the certain point in athletics that you're trying to make it into, you know, people can feel down or like not want to do whatever. But you took that and took it, you know, into a whole different kind of realm of like, you know, oh, I'm going to go check this out or I'm going to go do something like um, how's your, you know, kind of since starting with vintage and even uh, before then, how do you think you've grown as a person, man, since um the days playing uh you know uh with uh waffle and then into now uh yeah i think like i've always been pretty like headstrong like pretty determined like when i do things i'm more, i'm just like i'm either 100 percent in or i just don't even bother like you know what mm-hmm. i mean so if i'm gonna do something I'm, I'm gonna do it to the best of my ability i've always sort of been like that and then yeah i think i just I know just as in just getting involved with the store and stuff, I just learned how to, I don't know, man. I, I don't really know. I think I, I've definitely grown and just like, just more matured. I reckon just, just matured as a person just, and just, um, I really know, really just, yeah, just knowing how to. Yeah, for sure. Like, how to just go I think it's just, uh, it's cool to, like, it's gotta be cool to really just see something that you like and then just to go after it. And I, I'm the same way, whatever I'm going into is a hundred percent. So, um, uh, I know for sure, like, yeah, the the growth. I know you're talking off air about, uh, you know, you guys got some really cool plans going up for Cold Wave. Like, can you mention anything about that? Is there anything that's uh happening maybe pretty soon or? Um. So yeah, we got some stuff going on like pretty soon, like some big changes for the store. Like, um, like obviously due to COVID, like we we spoke smallly like every now and then about you know. Mm-hmm potentially that want to do like pop up here and there, like, you know, in a state or something uh, like with COVID going on, like it was a bit harder, but that sort of just got put things on hold. Like we wanted to like, you know, eventually open like another store sort of thing like that. But um, yeah, obviously with yeah. everything going on, like couldn't, that couldn't really happen. But yeah, we got some like big changes to the store happening in Perth. Like um, can't disclose too much. It's still like kind of, early days but like um people that that are in perth and whatever or um you know people that follow us on instagram will see like with our space sort of thing like we 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 sort of share a space with another a, a barbershop there so um so yeah some like we're staying in the same spot we're just yeah some special things going to be happening in the, the next like school man i think it's uh five to 12 months you know it's like you said it's all about just like going and forward especially in the year like like what it's been through covid and stuff it it, like uh we were talking about it's cool to see that you guys over there are you know out here and um just really handled it well and like able to do uh kind of get back to normalcy a little bit like it's uh 
it's got to be a uh, you know a cool feeling. I know you guys just had that lockdown not too long ago, but now everything's kind of back to normal, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. So we had just like a two week stage of um. So we had like a week of like a strict lockdown. Uh, we couldn't leave the, the house um, unless we were having an hour of exercise or we're going to the shop for essentials. Um, masks were required for that time. And then, yeah, we had a week of people were allowed out. Um, we had like a W, we had this uh, WA safe app. So each store, restaurant, anywhere you go, you, you scan like a QR code to make sure you're checking in. So if there ever was to, to be a breakout at any spot, like you get an alert on your phone from the app saying that, there was a breakout here between these times sort of things, like if you had been there or whatever. And then, yeah, we just had to wear a mask for another week, even when we were going out sort of thing. And then, yeah, now after that, we're all like pretty fairly back mm-hmm. to normal from what we were before the lockdown and everything. Um, clubs, clubs and everything have opened back up, things like that. So, yeah, man. It's cool, man. It's just good. Now it's just getting back to normal things and everything. And do you guys – um? I don't know if I've ever asked you, do you guys ever do like flea market situations out there? Or is that something that you'd be interested in doing like a flea market or like a, um, cause you know, like they're starting to do stuff like that here, even in the U S like vintage festivals or whatever, like do you guys have enough. Like, Yeah, hundred percent. We don't have anything like that going. Like, like, you know how you guys have like, mm-hmm. yeah. like um, out in the U S it's like Rose Bowl and stuff like that. We have nothing. We have nothing that good out here. It's more like we have these things called swap meets, and they happen like on a Sunday morning at like a local oval, or whatever. Like they happen all around Perth, but it's all just like like people moving like old junk and things like that. Like you can definitely find cool shit. Like like people hit swap meets all the time, and like I've hit them and found like some good stuff. Not necessarily. It's not necessarily for. Mm-hmm like finding teas or and clothing and stuff like that. It's more just like, you know, you can find like a good like um, figurine and, and like VHSs and games and stuff like that. Like stuff that people are just moving like that. Um, I don't know. I don't know if we have like, we've got like a lot of like Sydney, especially have a lot of good, like really good stores, um, like vintage stores. We don't, I don't know if we have like a lot of people selling yeah like that for us to be able to run like a big flea but it would it would definitely be sick like it would be it would be cool like we've got some guys running um the down under flea at the minute like they they try to run like, like a virtual flea kind of thing think her um does like a virtual flea yeah so they're doing they, they run that which is pretty good like it's been good like you get a lot of the local dudes on there selling some cool shit like selling it's good to see with that that they sell um like more Australia based stuff. Like they'll sell like rugby jerseys and like cool like Australian brands like Mambo and stuff. Like that stuff really hits on the virtual flea for uh, Australia. Like people will That's cool, like, man. It's uh, that sort of stuff. I think it's just cool. everyone trying to do different things and like yeah, I did see I think maybe it was you guys that shared it, but like yeah, the down under flea, like I saw. Um it's just cool that, like I think covid brought so many different people's uh ideas and creative especially in vintage like never would have thought uh, there would be like you know 1980 something co or like even like the people over there like doing virtual fleas i never thought that would happen live auctions like um and people are getting either steals or buying stuff for like crazy prices in these live auctions or the you know it's 
it's uh it's wild to see like yeah. did you uh did you see the the whole story with the the six thousand dollar aladdin tea and everything yeah man i was i was in that i was um amongst that flea at the time it was going down um i've i've followed shirt check for for a while um he doesn't really post a lot of stuff but i definitely had known about him for a minute um i think i i've known him through like body double he did a he did a live with one of the homies um in sydney he did a live on with him and like it was like the first us dude that was like um involved on like you know a face-to-face sort of talk and sort of thing with you know one of the homies from australia so that's when i learned about shirt check and what he was about and he's a, he's a, he's like he's a good dude like obviously he's serious he definitely about is. <laughs> how he goes about it but um but yeah like in, in yeah in my head like when people talk about like oh it was just so stupid but it was like realistically in my head yeah. it's like he he put down a prize like, he wanted the t-shirt right like if he's got if he's got the money like whatever he can obviously it's his money does what he wants it's like if you want the t-shirt so bad more than anyone else you put down a price that you know no one's going to want to beat or contest you you're going to get it right you're going to get what you want you know what i mean like i feel like in his head like yeah he he, He didn't care about the money he just wanted the shirt spending the money so it was like if he was going to if he was going to spend 100 percent. like if you if you're down to spend a thousand dollars on a t-shirt then i'm sure you're down to spend 1500 on a t-shirt like you know what i mean like if you're down to put down a thousand then an extra 500 dollars wouldn't even be that much you know what i'm saying it's like if you buy something for a dollar 50 and then something no. else is and $2, that's why it's like, like when you saw him cents, like yeah just go crazy and right? just drop that it's like wow like uh it, it's cool to see like and i think that's what really broke yeah. in the summer like everybody's like um you know like hey let's just cop what we want and let's just go after what we want and it's uh it's brought it into yeah. a vintage world now that like everybody's just out here copping promo t-shirts and wrestling t-shirts. And it's, um, is there anything that you, uh, you have on your list right now that you haven't got yet that you're still looking for? Oh. Yeah. I need a Tony Hawk pro skater shirt. I need a Viva La Bam t-shirt. And I also need, there's this one particular CKY 2K t-shirt that it comes in four different colors every person that i found has it doesn't want to sell it there's a guy i found he has three of them and he does not want to sell one and like you have three man just just give me one, me one. Every time. i need this this is one yeah just give me one like i'm down to pay whatever he wants like that that's the one tier that i'm like you know i've got i sold a bunch of stuff i've got like you know, whatever I'm down to pay for, I've got that put aside. So if one ever does come up, I can just pull the trigger as soon as possible. That's the one I need. Um, I'll send you a photo of it when, yeah, um, yeah. Once we're like finished and stuff, dude, it's mad. Like it's got like the whole CKY crew on the front, like like with Brandon DiCamillo and like Rab himself, like old dudes like that. It's just it's just mad, man. It's so good. Um, I first seen it like a while back and just me being stupid just didn't pull the trigger like one guy was selling them and he wanted 400 us for it and i was like man i can't do that like i was just like nah nah surely not because i'd never seen it before it's those those i, just, I, I definitely had those like those t-shirts where like at the time you're like man that's kind of expensive and then now it's like it's, you know three times that or and like we're getting to the point you know um even though he's not going to be yeah. in it 
but like Jackass 4 is about to, you know, they're filming it right now and like all that's going to come out and, you know, Bam's being Bam and uh, he's still in the public and stuff. And I think more and more people are recognizing different things, you know, about the that culture back then. So um, I think a lot of those prices, like even Jackass tees, you know, uh, CKY tees, like uh, Viva La Bam is so hard to find now where I remember there was a point where those were like $30, $40 tees here, at least like I, it, they weren't even that hard to like come across like yeah. it's uh definitely uh yeah very interesting to uh to see and i mean hopefully you get it man hopefully you get those t-shirts but no man uh Same, kind of wrapping things Same. up man first of all would appreciate you for coming on dude this was like so much fun just to uh catch back up and just talk everything and um if you had uh kind of any kind of last words man to the to the people of the podcast man what would it be uh yeah just from what we spoke spoke about man just uh buy what you like um do what you want and uh shop at, go, uh, man it's a Cold oh i did man. forget to uh yeah before we go i i did forget because i i completely forgot what we were talking it uh i wanted to mention the kind of how we how we met uh and then we'll get going but it's so interesting that like man like just meeting through online and now like like dude you're like you're the homie so it's cool to uh like literally met just through i think what we reached out to each other or like did you end up you saw like a video or something and then we just started talking from there and it's uh yeah man basically yeah like it was like early days me selling man like i had like my own thing going on instagram like i was just super quiet um yeah, dude, I, I think you like um, doing, yeah, you like video stuff. And I was like super down, like, a, like a, I subscribed to you on YouTube and stuff. And yeah, I just reached out to you, reached back. Like, I think, um, yeah, like shouted me out. Like, yeah, it was good, man. I, it was just like a small interaction. Like I was just down, like you gave like, you know, a small page. Yeah, you responded to like a small page like me at the time. And I was just like, yeah, just ever since then, we just, you know, we had similar interests and we just, grew from there man just, yeah it's just for sure been, brother been it's, good, it's cool to uh been a good ride it's cool to get to this and get to the podcast and stuff and man just thank you for always uh you know being a part of the content man and just always showing love that way and stuff and i definitely appreciate you taking the time and um from from the vintage battles to now the podcast and stuff man and one day man we're gonna definitely uh have to come through to australia or you're gonna have to come through to iowa i mean Definitely, there's not as much in Iowa, so I might have to come out through Australia. But. Yeah, man, I'm going to get to Iowa for sure. But yeah, man, yeah, I'm happy to be on, man. Anything anything you're doing, man, I'm I'm down, bro. So, yeah, man, it's just sure, it's man. always a pleasure. Um, one last time, yeah, man, where can they follow you at? Really uh, where can they – because if people can shop, you know, for anybody who's listening in the U.S., like you can uh, shop their website. And you guys do ship international, right? Yeah, man, we do ship internationally, and like it's it's a lot easier um, us shipping from Australia than I know. Mm -hmm. Like some of you guys like trying to ship international from the US. Like I know a lot of dudes hate doing that, but yeah, it's just a twenty five dollar Australian dollar flat fee for international shipping, man. Um, yeah, shop with us at Cold Wave Store on Instagram. They definitely you know, we, do, man. We try, they they we got heat best. for we sure, man. Uh, Corey, thank you so much, man, for stuff. coming on. All right, you guys, that's going to do it for this episode. I want to thank Corey for coming on. This was, man, it was just so good to catch up with him again and talk with him. And, um, you know, hopefully you guys just 
one big takeaway I really honestly had from this is Corey is one of the people that I know that is passionate about what he does and is just really loves vintage, man. Like, uh, and that's just one subject of, you know, what he loves, but it's just, you can tell when talk, when we're talking about vintage, uh, you can tell how passionate he is about what he does and, um, you know, now what he's doing, helping run, uh, the cold wave store with Adam and shout out to Adam, man, for putting him on and, um, just, man, just honestly, it's just so cool to, connect with people across the world that you wouldn't meet or talk with on a daily basis. And like I said, Corey and I become homies and we, you know, just talk vintage and everything. So um, definitely had to have him on the podcast. And, uh, you know, like he said, guys, if you guys are you know ever interested in purchasing any vintage, uh, you know, from Cold Wave, they, they do ship international to the U.S. And then shout out to all the Australian homies that are listening to this, man. Um, definitely appreciate your guys' support throughout uh, anything that Corey's been a part of, because I definitely see the comments and stuff. So shout out to you guys. Um, but yeah, just really, honestly, one big takeaway from this is just, again, just go after what you love man. be passionate about what you're doing, create um, just really be passionate about the work that you put in, uh, to uh, your career, your, whatever it is, just have passion in what you're doing. So, um, I'm going to end this episode, man. Uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in. You guys can follow me on Instagram at RAV Phoenix. That's the personal page. Follow anything Rise Game Media related on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Rise Game Create. And then, guys, uh, the website is under construction right now, but I am so excited for this to drop. I'm dropping it, um, basically the relaunch of this website, RiseGameCreate.com, March 1st. So definitely stay tuned for that. Um, other than that, you can keep updated on all the social media platforms and everything of anything I have going on. So, again, thank you guys so much, and we'll see you in the next one. Peace.